Retro Blist is from here on out dedicated to Jane Franklin. The following podcast is a production of Hardly Awesome Studios in association with the network. Find us at BICBP-radio.com. that it's me the wise one the wise who have we met how do you know my name don't worry about that i have great news those are big questions i don't know you and you know my name that's and i can't see you johnny before you were simply a walking pile of flesh meat but now you are nicest thing anybody's ever said to me the immortal the the immortal I am making you the immortal. I'm the immortal? What's what's that mean? Everything will be different because you are the immortal. Oh, man. Oh, man. Is, is this an honor? I don't understand what's happening. Hey, start with something small. Uh, okay. Go fetch me a glass of water. Um, why am I doing you? Just do it. Just do it. Oh, calm down. Okay. All right. I guess I go get this water over here. And oh, 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 I'm slipping and I'm falling into the water. Oh, I'm drowning. You have died. Prepare to continue. What? What, what happened? You you died, idiot. I. It was only a small glass of water. Maybe that was too much. Hey, go make me this peanut butter and jelly sandwich. I don't understand how being the, is being the immortal just doing favors. Here, here's a butter knife. Go make it. Okay, here we go. I'll get the jelly and put it on one slice. The peanut butter, put it on the other slice. This peanut butter smells really good. I'm going to try it. Oh no! Apparently, I'm allergic. Ugh. You have died. Prepare to continue. What? Where? What? What's happening? You moron! You died again. Ah, uh, I got to think of something you can do. Here, there's a giant flesh-eating worm over there. Go and take this bait and just stand over there. That sounds like the safest thing yet. I am on it, Mr. Who are you? What's your name? Never mind. Mr. Nevermind. Here we go. All right. I got the bait. There's this giant. Oh, man. He's vicious. Oh, he's feisty, too. Oh, man. Oh, I think, I think he wants to be friends. I bet he's just misunderstood. That's gotta be what he's just a misunderstood, flesh-eating, awful monster worm. I'm gonna go. Uh, do you think, Mister? Never mind. Is it okay for me to pet pet him? Sure, you're the immortal. All right, here we go. I'm going up. Ah, ah, my hand, my hand, my beautiful hand. Oh, oh no, he's the oh the. You have died. Prepare to listen to... Oh, no. I'm alive again. Retro Blist!
everybody. Welcome to a very spooky episode of Retro Blizz. I am your host, Dracula Townsend, and I'm joined by the ghost of Trevor Franklin. It's me. It's a Wilbur. <laughs> it's like a goat. We go for a goat. Ghost. Your friendly goat. <laughs> Boo. <Ghost. laughs> and of course, it is the month of spookiness for Retro Bliss. And we're covering today perhaps the spookiest of all video games ever. And what game is, is that, Trevor? <laughs> If you say so, it's The Immortal. We're playing it for the Nintendo Entertainment System. It was originally for the Apple II GS. Came out in November 1990, apparently for both systems. Um, the NES oh, version. Goodness. Yeah. Yep, yep. The NES version is quite a bit different, but we'll get into that later. Quite a bit different looking anyway. It was, we'll put it that way. Uh, yeah, Genesis. The Genesis had a version the next year, 91. Oh, man, you got to keep it yeah. going, you know? It was published by Electronic Arts and developed by Will Harvey. So there you go. This sounds like a guy who makes sitcoms. <laughs> yes. The Will Immortal Harvey. by Will Harvey. Yeah. Four friends. Just have a, sit- just have a sitcom opening. And he just turns around to the screen and smiles and his name flashes underneath. <laughs> John Stamos says, The Immortal. <laughs> It'll kill you with laughter. <laughs> Um, yeah, the immortal Johnny, we're covering this game because, uh, yeah, let's I get into the backstory real quick. Backstory. I said, in fact, already announced on our social meds, we're covering Splatterhouse one Paku graffiti, the family, which I'm very much, game. I'm very much looking forward to just based on the, the art on the cart itself. Yes. I was frankly very excited for you to finally play this game. Uh, it's one I've played quite a while. Don't want to give away my feelings. Um, but long story short, I got a little cough, which I'm sure is nothing. I get it every time this year. If you're a Retro Bliss fan, you know that. Yep. I feel fine. Just this weird furball in my throat. But times being what they are, I didn't really want to meet with Johnny. And he doesn't really have a way to play that game. Uh, I have the cartridge. So we're playing a game that is on the Switch Online service. The so NES basically, Online. We're, we're just being smart and yep. safe. Uh, but that doesn't mean just because we're not playing Splatterhouse this this time, we're going to just push it off a couple weeks and play it next time. Yeah, That's it'll plan. be the next episode. It'll be yeah. the very end of spooky month, bleeding into November. Thanks yeah. month. <laughs> so you'll be thankful for the spookiness. But to be honest, uh, the game we are playing is probably more appropriate for Halloween. We'll get into that. But Johnny, first, do you think we should make our big announcement? Yeah, I think we should. I about forgot what it was. <laughs> it's so big, I almost forgot, unless I wrote it down, and Johnny what's, what's, did forget. Yeah, and what's sad is I'm the one who reminded you to say it before we started recording. You are, because I totally I forgot just already. forgot it now. So, uh, if you are a patron, a patron? If you're a patron. Of, uh, of our Patreon. Of our, of our Patreon. We've not talked about it a lot lately. We've not done a lot lately. Most well, of feels, you. It feels kind of weird pushing it, doesn't it? It does, but. I feel like it feels weird pushing it unless we're really going to take it seriously. Bottom Which line we is, are. we are taking it more seriously now, just like we're taking the show more seriously. I don't know what happened, but we got a shot in the arm and just, uh, yeah, we're just putting out more of the show, and we're, we decided to really push the Patreon. And we got our numbers, and it's changed nothing. But that's okay. We're yeah. going to keep doing this. 
yeah, there's there's about a dozen of you that have been incredibly faithful, and that's awesome. And if that's all we ever get, fine. If you all leave, fine. But we want people to have a reason to actually check it out. <laughs> if you all leave, fine. Fine. <laughs> no, so yeah. basically, yeah, oh, we have some we have some very awesome uh, people who support this show. Uh, and it blows our mind, uh, man, uh, just how long they stick with us for sure. Uh, yeah, that blows our mind sure. in the first place. Uh, but Trevor and I were talking and we both felt that, well, it's Trevor's idea originally. I'll, I'll give him that much, but I agreed with him cause he was right that Finally. we needed to kind of revamp our Patreon, maybe start offering some different stuff than what we had before. Cause before we only had like a, a, a dollar level, which gave you all the audio. And a five dollar level, which really didn't do much. It didn't do anything else. It's just yeah. the goodness of your heart. <laughs> yeah, but we we have since changed that. Trevor, what's happening over on the Retro Bliss Patreon now? So if you go to Patreon and search Retro Bliss, we'll come right up, and we have three tiers. The one dollar tier, good news, nothing's changed. You're still getting a monthly episode. The only difference is we've officially decided our. Blist list where we give our top five of whatever category is officially going to be our monthly free audio for all patrons. If you're a dollar supporter, you're a supporter. But if you donate at the new three dollar level, you're a producer. Our producers get the monthly episode and at least one additional audio episode that could be a review from me, a drama from Johnny, something completely random from I like how you said drama, drama. Yeah. You did those couple of skits with Sonic and people loved it. Like two people commented. It was awesome. Yeah, that's that's a lot for me. It's a lot for our Patreon. But anyways, the $3 gets, of course, the regular audio plus this additional monthly audio. And we're going to be consistent with that. You'll get, so if you're a $3 level, you're basically getting two free audio things a month. Well, not free. That hints the $3. <laughs> if you're a $5, you get all of that. Plus, and I'm and I should have pulled it up. I really should have. Oh yeah. Plus, you can watch the video version, which could be seen as a negative thing, but you can watch our <laughs> hideous faces plus Tim on our monthly retro list shows. That's uh, right. So you can choose audio or video, and that will be for the director level only, the five dollar level. Plus, the directors get to do a revamp. Remember when we used to let patrons uh, pick a game? From a poll, bringing it back, bringing it back, except it's a little different. If you're a director, a five dollar donator, I guarantee I'm going to reach out to you to pick a game, and we're going to be fair about it. Like for example, I've already reached out to Michael Thompson, who I want to especially shout out. Oh he yes, been, he's been, he's been a day one rolling with us for sure. He is, he's been our longest yes. supporter. Uh, really incredible. Uh, and he's probably the reason why I love Australia so much. He is, and Chidness. Yeah, um, and Chidness. I've already reached out to him. He's going to pick a game in November. He doesn't have to vote. It's just his choice. Um, and that's not all, yeah. Trevor. Also, if you've been listening to our new list show, Retro List, uh, every once in a while, we're going to give you uh, the the Patreon uh, the chance to tell us what top five list you would like us to do like is there a topic we haven't covered yet you want us to do uh uh hit us with it and that's what we'll do so a lot of stuff going on over at the retro bliss patreon uh we highly 
I was going to say we highly encourage you to go, but of course we do. Yep. <laughs> of course we do. Uh, but I promise you, we're really going to take this super seriously. And uh, this is going to be a lot of fun. Uh, very yep. much looking forward to it. And uh, so just to recap, for a dollar, you get uh, the new retro list show. If you pay a dollar, you get that. Every month. Uh, and, and that's exclusive. It, we will never release that anywhere else. It would only be there, so get that. Uh, like the last time, we just posted an episode of us each listing our top five sitcoms. So it'll be it will be anything related. We've done a video game one, and we've now done a sitcom one. So it could be anything, literally. Yep. <clears throat> uh, Three dollars, you get that. You still get that, but you also get another exclusive piece of audio from either Trevor or I, or maybe even Tim. Sometimes Tim gets wants to have some fun, and uh, that could be anything from uh, all. Uh, more game reviews to me just making stuff up off the top of my head, which is either good or bad or just so bad it's good. And then uh, for $5, you get all that. Plus you get the option to watch the video of our retro list show. If for some (laughs) unknown reason, you want to see Trevor and I's uh, faces and plus the lovely Tim. Uh, And you also get, uh, you will be reached out to at some point. To get to choose a game that we'll cover on the show, uh, either for Retro Bliss or Retro Bliss Pocket Reviews. It's up to you, whichever one. And uh, also, at some point, you will get to choose what we cover on Retro List. So there's a lot of fun stuff happening over there. Go to Patreon slash Retro Bliss. Join those awesome people over there who we love and adore. And uh, man, this is the most we've ever shielded. I think. But I'm tired of shilling. I want to play a fun game. Yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad. So we picked the Immortal to play today because we knew it'd be fun. Trevor, um, this game is one of the NES games uh, on the Nintendo Switch, Nintendo Online, mm-hmm. instead of other games that could have been there. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, when you look at the games available on NES Online, this is the only one I would consider a horror game or a Halloween themed game. So that's why we picked it. Neither of us have ever played it. I've seen the box. I really didn't know anything else about it. How about you? Uh, I literally, I hate saying literally all the time, but the only reason literally. I was even really kind of aware of it was because it was one of the games that showed up on switch. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, but in my brain, I had it in my head. <clears throat> that if Nintendo was going to go out of their way to put this game up on that library, then it had to have some uh, merit to it, right? Like, that's what you would think. Like, but I'm trying to, that's what's confusing me here. I don't want to give away my feelings, but I was very confused as to why this game was on there. (laughs) I'm a little confused about the games they pick, period, sometimes, besides the obvious first party ones. But I know, honestly, it mostly comes down to, who will let their games be on there without being paid a bucket load of money? (laughs) Who let their games on there? Who, 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 who EA. That's who. In other words, I don't know if they're going to be doing a huge remake of this game anytime soon, but I do believe this came out. uh, No, you know what? No, I don't think it did. (laughs) I saw in an article that it came out on the switch and then I realized they're just talking about the switch online. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. So yeah. um, The immortal, like I said, 1990, um, I think it's important, though, to remember that it did come out for the Apple II GS first because it feels like a game from like late 80s, early 90s PC era more than it feels like an NES game. Yeah, um, I would agree there. But I guess 
it's hard to know where to start with this because really the big deal with this is just how it plays. But let's do our usual format, our broken, busted format, and just start with the graphics. Let's get into it. graphics let's get into it trevor how scared were you looking at this video game actually now that i think about it the graphics are one of the most interesting parts of this game at least if you're playing the apple II version because this was a shockingly violent game for its time um i believe it predated mortal kombat by a year or two um ah uh, Honestly, it's a pretty detailed NES game, uh, just at first glance. Um, your character sprite has quite a bit of detail. Uh, Are you a wizard? Are you supposed to be a wizard? Yeah, you're a wizard. Yeah. Um, you know what? Let's just go and say the plot first. It's you're hard to know where to go Harry. with this game. You're a wizard, and you find out in the opening screen, Harry, that you're... I'm not going to say that. Um <clears throat> derail myself you find out that your mentor your teacher is lost in this dungeon and you're going to go after him that's right pretty dedicated to your teacher there um especially with how treacherous this dungeon is you do find out more as the game goes this, but this dungeon feels way more treacherous than any zelda dungeon that i play yeah it's hard for me to even talk about the graphics without getting to how it plays yeah um but yes that's very true because they're kind of together on this one you know what? I'm going to save all the death and stuff for the gameplay. Graphically, yeah, I'm just going to say the sprites are pretty big. Um, it does look pretty good, at least until you watch videos of the Apple II version. Then you realize, oh, wow, that looks quite a lot better. But it, I guess it should. Um, it's It's got some interesting things. I think the reason it's able to have kind of impressive graphics is they're almost like uh, like static images. Like they're Some of them are almost like pre-rendered. I don't know. Maybe that's the best way to put it. There's not a ton of action on the screen at a time. Yeah, they really. did a decent job of, even though there's a lot that's happening, they break it up really well. Uh, yeah. Because, like, I mean, for example, like the very first screen you see, like it doesn't even fill up your whole screen, right? It's like it's just a smaller space because it's a smaller yeah. room. So they'll do stuff like that, too. Yeah. And I would agree with you. Just just from the graphics department and how the game looks, it looks fine. I think it does a really good job of making it look like a, uh, you know, a, like a dungeon area that you're stuck mm-hmm. in, kind of a creepy vibe. It does do that, I think, pretty well for a Nintendo game. I also don't think it looks just like any other Nintendo game. No. I mean, I don't even know what I would compare this to. Like, uh, But it's, it's also what... weird to me that EA put this out. I don't know why, but it just feels weird. To me. <laughs> well, EA published it, but, you know, they also published, for example, Sword of Sodan. Yeah which was also a game that was originally made for a totally different system. I feel like there's some similarities there in a way. There might be. Not necessarily in quality, but just, I don't know. Um, It's in the game. I'll say there was one part that really did impress me. When you're in the water floating on a barrel. Um, Spoiler, I didn't get there naturally. I used a password. Um, (laughs) I started to say, I don't. I didn't get there. <laughs> and, and I'll talk about the level and gameplay, but the water effect was pretty cool for the NES. It really was. Like, I think by confining the game to these screens, they really packed quite a bit of detail on each screen. Kind of like Dragon's Lair. It's, I mean, it's not to that level, but 
there's not a ton going on on the screen, but they put a lot of detail on the screen. Yeah. That being said, it's still all in a dungeon. So with very few exceptions, it can look similar. But I think they did an okay job, especially for the NES, at making each room look different. I mean, compared yeah, I to Deadly so. Towers, which we played <laughs> before, each room at least looks different enough. You can tell you've not been here before. Yes, I would agree with that. Yeah. But we're going to save some of the rest for the gameplay. So, yeah, that'd be our, our big, uh, the big part of our talk would be because, uh, in a way, the graphics and the gameplay are kind of tied together on this one. They are, yeah. So, uh, music and sound, Trevor, let's get into it. What'd you think of how this game sounded, like the music and such? Um, it creeped me out less than what you just did, but uh, no. yeah, same. <laughs> Actually, uh, okay, I'll go and say I started using some codes to skip around the different levels after possibly dying a couple of times, you know, on the first level. Um, and I was actually ended up pretty impressed. I, from what I could tell, each level has its own music, and some of them were pretty jamming. And also very different for an NES game. Uh, I don't know how much of the game or the music is from the Apple II version, but it sounded not what I expected. Um, I now none of us caught in my head. It wasn't catchy, but ah, I, I I actually was pretty impressed with the music overall. Um, here's the truth of it for me. I didn't hate what I heard. Uh, it wasn't like it was awful, but also I couldn't repeat it to you. Like, I can't think of how it sounds oh, yeah. now. I, That's true. And I just played the game today. So, uh, but also in fairness, I may or may not have at the most played the first level. <laughs> so, You're so honest. Yeah. So uh, it's not like I got to hear what the other levels music would be. I can't. Did I make it to level two? I think I did. Uh, but I didn't really get to hear very much of the like if they if there's a song for each level i definitely didn't hear the entire soundtrack that's yeah i think it was um maybe it's the level with the water that i was like oh wow this is actually kind of cool but yeah i I think the music is super solid and also just a little odd so i think i enjoyed it more than i thought i would i thought it was okay i I remember not hating it but also i could have turned on a podcast while i played if i wanted to and been okay but let's just, the Lord is droning on because I think we both just want to talk about how does the game play. Yeah. So gameplay. Let's get into it real quick before Johnny can sing. All right. Um. So isometric view. Um, stupid, terrible idea. (laughs) Uh, because this game, since it it picked that view, which oddly enough, uh, they would later use for NBA Live. Uh, Oh, yeah, yeah, we later use for that, so it's kind of strange, but uh, it works in a basketball game, yeah. However, you're in rooms on this, and Plenty of times, like here, just here's just one example, and it's very early in the game. I walked into a room, and I had no chance of seeing that arrow hit me because it was in the wall behind me that you cannot see. So I stood there, died immediately from an arrow that I had no 
chance of seeing or knowing was going to be there unless I played it before. And that really, really annoyed me. I'm just going to say game, And this game is plagued with stuff like that, in my opinion. This game, maybe not in terms of quality, but in terms of what it is, is the original Dark, Dark Souls. As in, everything's out to kill you. You have no chance of surviving some things with your first encounter. It starts you back really quick, like it expects you to just die and go at it again. But because of the view, and I've played games before that are isometric that are still good games. There's uh, Beyond Oasis on the Genesis and Legend of Oasis on the Saturn. Those two always come to mind. Oh, I don't think the view is really the issue. You can have a game with that type of right. view. But if you're going to do that, you need to Accommodate. be responsible yep. with how you, where you put enemies and such, in my opinion. Here's the thing. This game came out originally on a PC. I imagine it controlled entirely differently. So they really should have changed something around to make it work on the NES controller. Because I bet with the keyboard and mouse, it feels totally different. Oh, so, it definitely would have controlled different for sure. So, yeah. So let me just run you through the first 30 seconds of the game. Yeah. <laughs> the first three seconds. You start the game in this little room, and there's this like kind of sunken space in the floor, and you just naturally go over there to stand on it. Yep, I did too. <laughs> and honestly, this might be the only grace that the game shows because it shows you what to expect. You stand on it, and a little screen pops up that says, it might be a good idea to move. And if you don't move, a giant worm eats you alive. It doesn't give you enough time to really move either. Like, it's just a no. second later. And I honestly thought that was kind of brilliant because it lets you know that's what this game is. Yes. Like, but that, also, yeah. it'll do that where it says, hey, you need to pay attention to how the floor looks. But then it'll also have levels where the floor all looks the same and it all looks fine to walk on and it'll just yeah. fall out from underneath you. Yeah. Yeah, there's, there's... So this game can go shaft itself. There's plenty of things in this that we said the graphics and the gameplay go together. That's because they do. Like, you've got to notice these things in the floor. And I honestly feel like it was just too much for the NES. Like, too much of it is just lost in... And we're playing on big TVs in high definition. Imagine, you know, on a little 13-inch TV back in the day. Yeah. It's just hard on the NES to tell, all oh, this part of the floor looks different. There's things that you have to pick up that are absolutely mandatory, like these little gems, and they're tiny. It's hilarious. Um, but the whole game is set up. So yeah, you get eaten by giant worm. First thing you're like, okay, so I can't stand there. You go through the doorway. There's these little, it just, I don't know. It looks like nothing, just little pieces of nothing on the floor. But when you touch it, you get burned to a crisp. There's arrows shooting out of the walls. There's bats that are probably the worst bats I've ever seen in a video game because they're they're hard as crap to hit. Yeah, they're awful. And here's the thing that really confused me. When you're walking in the isometric view, you do have the ability to shoot uh, projectiles from your uh, staff or whatever. Yeah. But for whatever reason, like when I first saw the first, and it's you see them like really soon, the first, uh, what would you call those things? Are they trolls? They're not trolls. They're uh, goblins. Goblins. Um, you can't shoot them. It They'll walk up to you and you got to get into yeah. a different screen to fight them. So I'm like, why not? Why do I even have the ability to shoot stuff if? If like it's yeah. useless most of the time. So the bats are almost impossible to care, kill with your fireballs, but you can. But yeah, the regular enemies, I, as far as I can tell, you can't even stun them with your fireballs. It goes to a different screen and you fight, which is pretty cool, except it's this weird button masher where you dodge and you jab with your sword. 
and there's probably some rhythm to it, but it just felt so button ashy to me. Um, yeah, you can push. I also discovered if you push like left and right with your button, you do like different slashes and stuff. I did discover that by accident, but uh, you know yeah, what? Uh, I was I was pressing to dodge. I don't think I pressed different directions when I swung. Now I feel like an idiot. Well, I mean, there's nothing that would tell you to do that. I just was randomly doing. I it. should have done that. Yep. But yeah, uh, and I don't know. Seem to do better than just trying to jab them. Uh, I mean, what do you think yeah. of that though? I mean, that's a real different way to do fights. I felt like it was trying to sort of be kind of like an RPG, but without being an RPG because it was still action yeah. oriented. Uh, so I, yeah, I didn't hate it. But it definitely took some getting used to. The first time I tried it, I got killed because I just didn't know what was happening. Uh, but after that, I kind of yeah. figured some stuff out uh, by button mashing, if I'm being honest, because I never once uh, looked up how to do that part. But I figured it out. It's uh, like so a I really. <laughs> Bless you, sir. It's like a really dumbed down punch out. The fights are. Yes. Yeah. It's yeah, not terrible. It's not terrible. Um, not done as well as punch out. No, no, no. Not, but it's not awful. Uh, it it just it does what you said is so true. In fact, kind of prophetic. It builds itself as an RPG. I think that's how it was originally built. But I read even some reviews at the time criticized it because they said it's really not an RPG. It's an action game, and it is a weird hybrid. It feels like an isometric RPG, but it really is more of an action game, which might be my yeah. rub with it. Because it doesn't really yeah. have the controls for an action game for me. Um, anyway, which so you got these fights, which are okay. Go ahead. Which is really weird because the controls that it does have, like the game itself, I felt controlled well for what it, like, yeah. you know, I didn't feel like the controls were actually stiff or or anything like that. Like when I hit the button, it did what it was supposed to do. Uh, but at the same time, I don't feel that, you know, like I already said before, why are you giving me the option to have to shoot a projectile when, for like 85% of the enemies, that's pointless. Yeah. You know, uh, so I, I don't know. I was very confused about that, especially. And uh, I was going to go ahead and say this. This is definitely going to wake my feelings about this game. <laughs> but again, I cannot stress this enough. How in the world is this one of the games they picked to put on the NES online? There's so many games. <laughs> that deserve that spot, but this is what they put there. And I was a very, like, after I got done playing the game, and I was very annoyed after playing it. I, that was the first thought I brought to my head. Why did you do this, Nintendo? You, it's like I, it's like that, you know, uh, that person you love, but they just keep hurting you. But you keep going back to them. That's what Nintendo has become to me sometimes. Uh, <laughs> every once in a while, they'll throw in something awesome, you know, and I'll be like, oh, you love me, Nintendo. And then they'll do this. They'll put the immortal on their own line. And Earthbound's nowhere to be found. Is Earthbound not on the Super Nintendo? It isn't, is it? No, it's That's not. Crazy. Because every time, because every time they're announcing they're going to put more games on there, uh, Earthbound trends, uh, but they never put it on there somehow but well, then they'll the turn around that, and say we're going to put nintendo 64 games on there and i get happy again yeah so i'm going exactly. to keep going back to my abuser <laughs> uh, but speaking of abuse um i by do the way we do not condone abuse uh, no. of any kind. uh except for being abused by old games apparently um yeah 
let me just give this. This is a game that's honestly hard to explain, except to keep repeating. It does have PC origins, but it's not quite. It's not what it looks like. It's it's odd. It's an odd duck. But I'll give you an example. We kind of explained the combat is wonky because you got these flying enemies, bats that you can shoot with fireballs, but it's very frustrating to hit them. Um, then you got other enemies that you go in these first person view screens, sort of. Well, not first person, but like punch out style fights, which is interesting. Not perfect, but interesting. Very repetitive, honestly, but you know. But the rest of the game is sort of a weird puzzle structure. Like, don't think Zelda puzzles where you're trying to light torches or push blocks or or figure out some intricate system. It's it's very this part of the game is rooted, I think, in like your old graphic adventures that are very vague. Um, like for example, okay, in this, I think it's the second level, which is part of the level I spent the most time on because I was trying to just beat a level legit without using a code to skip. And I got really close on the second level and got frustrated, but there's this part where you have to get the key. The Goblin King has the key, but when you walk to the Goblin King, I don't know if you made it to this part, Johnny, spikes impale you. Like no matter what you do, you're impaled. You have died. Prepare to continue. Every time you try to get the Goblin King. Well, early on in the game, you acquire these uh, uh, what's moldy spores, I think is what it calls it. Yeah, I mean, I did get those. So the moldy spores, I don't know how you're supposed to know this. I guess you're just supposed to try everything. There's like a patch of dirt, which again, it doesn't really look like dirt, but you know, whatever. In the room with the Goblin King, if you throw these moldy spores down, on the dirt, it'll like grow and poison the king and his guards. So then you can walk up to him and he wants a drink of water. Well, you get this bottle of water from another merchant character. So you give him the bottle of water and he gives you some secret that I didn't really understand. And he gives you a key. And that's how you progress. Um uh, another example of the kind of, and I, puzzles is a strong word, but there's these orange balls that are horrible. They attack you, they follow you into rooms, and they just zap your health. Well, come to find out, there's an item that I had all along. Uh, I think it was the charm. I think that's the one it was. If you use the charm, these orange balls, all of a sudden, they're your friends. They'll follow you around. Um. Okay. Like It's just trial and error, but you know, if you like that kind of thing, that's what this is. But it's very much trial and error. It's not always logical. Um, th- there's another time. There's this. Which which I think kind of hurts it, right? That a lot of the things yeah. don't feel logical because um, let's just. The elephant in the room is the fact that uh, to me, this game is trying to be Zelda, right? Uh, it's trying to be a, like a version of Zelda in a way. To me, it's to me, it's stuck between the dungeons of Zelda and these old style classic graphic adventure games that are very, yes. for example, this isn't a great example, but Roger Rabbit for the NES was not a good example, but that is that kind of game that's very cryptic. This was somewhere between that and Zelda. Like it wasn't that cryptic, but it was pretty cryptic. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but my point being that it, like when you're doing the puzzles and the dungeons with Zelda, even the difficult ones, once I figured them out, they made sense, mm-hmm. right, to me. And I don't feel this does that. 
Yeah, it's, I agree. Like, I mean, how would you even know what those spores did originally, right? Like, you wouldn't think right. of that the first time. No. It just, just doesn't make any sense. It's literally just trial and error. And the problem is, I think there's some items you can use and never get back. So you kind of have to just restart if you use them in the wrong place. You know what's amazing is, you know, Zelda came out in, was that 86 or 85 even? I think it was 80, I don't know, whatever it was, 85, 86. And you know how few games really copied it? Like this game was obviously super inspired by it. Deadly Towers, there's another example. Yet the most basic, like the fun parts of Zelda, they don't really do that. <laughs> it's like they try to yeah. do their own thing, which I guess you can commend that. But which again, I don't, I think this game is trying to be something different, like very inspired by Zelda. But I also think, I think it was trying to be the original Dark Souls. Like, I mean, I'll, I'll be honest, I laughed, I chuckled a couple of times when I just kept dying and it just kept sending me back to that screen. Prepare to continue, prepare to continue. Like yeah, getting eaten by the worm. Me. <laughs> yes. Um, but I don't know. I wasn't having a lot of fun in between because the gameplay is really just trial and error and the fighting isn't really with satisfying. Lot, with a lot of error. A lot of error. And yeah. uh, I agree with you. The fights uh, weren't that fun either. Uh, so, man, I just this whole the whole time i was playing this i just wish we were playing splatter <laughs> and that's a game i yeah. don't even know anything about i just know the what it look kind of looks like so uh that's i think it's my main frustration with this game is like it makes some weird decisions with its gameplay and like we already covered like why would you if you're going to do that view then why would you put some things where they are where you can't even see them yeah. Uh, if you're going to make a point on the first screen that if you walk over the floor that looks different than something bad happened to you, and then it'll turn around in another room and have all the floor look the same, and then just some of them will randomly give random randomly give out underneath you. Yeah. So you just so that was a real trial and error. And at one room, I had to figure out which way to walk. Uh, yeah. <laughs> nor I wouldn't fall through. And uh, so stuff like that is just beyond frustrating to me. Like how you would even know without having a guide for half of these is without going through and getting killed first is beyond me. And you know what? I think there's some modern games like um, they're like Meat Boy, Super Meat Boy. That's one where you're supposed to die like a thousand times on every level, but it starts you back almost exactly where you were. If yeah. this was like that, I think I could forgive it. But after what is it? Three deaths, you have to start the whole level over. Yeah. And I got really tired of that. Like, I don't want to go give the Which kind of defeats the purpose again. of calling it the immortal, right? <laughs> yeah. But that, that has to be, and I don't know. I didn't see the whole story. That has to be the most intentionally ironic name ever. Yeah. This is the most mortal guy I've ever seen. Yeah, everything, everything kills him. <laughs> yeah. Which Agreed. hence our skit, I thought was kind of perfect for how terrible it was. But Johnny, I think the reason you played this game back in 90 was something that's totally lost, almost totally lost on the NES version because I watched some gameplay of the original Apple II version. And again, it also came out on Genesis. I wish I'd watched some of that gameplay as well. But anyways, the original version, I encourage you to go look it up. Um, it is the probably the most violent game before Mortal Kombat. <laughs> and I bet you in 1990, that's why you wanted to play it. For example, when you get eaten by the worm, in the NES NES version, it like shows some sweat. I don't know what it's supposed to be, just dirt, dust. You get you get eaten. I mean, it's very PG thirteen. 
But in the original version, there's blood splurts as you're being eaten. Uh, when you attack the goblins, when you, you have the close-up view and it's very detailed, and NES version, don't they just kind of slump, slump over? Yeah. In the Apple II version, sometimes you cut the top of their head off and like peels like an orange. Sometimes you cut their bodies in half, and no joke, the bottom half of their body falls over and intestines spill out. Like oh, it's nice, very violent. Uh, there's other times that there's just like broken bodies on the floor that are just all bloody. It's it's very needlessly violent, but I bet you that was some of the appeal in 1990. Yeah, it kind of sounds like a gimmick to me. It does. It feels honest. a little bit yeah. like a crutch. Um, but it also makes me think I'm right that they were trying to make a game that was just like almost dark comedy because it's so hard. Like yeah. you're just going to die only, and die and die. And then the only reason they were like, let's port this on the NES is because <laughs> they knew it would make money because NES was a big selling system. Yep. Uh, but they also knew going in that you can't have that kind of stuff nope. on the Nintendo. They're just not going to go for it, especially during that era of Nintendo. Yeah. Uh, so it kind of takes away from it. It'd be like, you know, when the first Mortal Kombat game came out on the SNES and then it also came out in the Genesis and on the Genesis, it was, you know, way more gorier and that's what Mortal Kombat is. So yeah, kind of takes away from it. If that's a big part of the DNA of your original game and you're going to take yep. that out, uh, not that I want to see it. I don't care for that stuff, but <laughs> yeah. you know, but if that's a big part of your game, you're really kind of hurting yourself, I guess. In a way. You, you really have to question it. Putting, a, I mean, it's for money, obviously, but not only are you taking out all the violence and the, the, which is pretty much the branding of your game, but you know, on an NES with the NES controller, it's not going to c- control like you want this kind of game to control on the PC. Yeah. yeah, you really have to wonder if they made the right decision there. Plus, it depends on the graphics so much for the little details. It was an uphill battle, and the thing is, it's not a bad port. It's just it probably wasn't a good idea to begin with to port it. But. <clears throat> Johnny, uh, I think I kind of want to spoil the ending, um, at least what I saw of it. So there's only seven levels. For some reason, I was able to find 15 level codes, but don't listen to that. There's only seven levels. (laughs) I was was trying to use it on the Switch. I was entering the codes, and it would say the game has made an error, and it made me restart the game. And I guess that's because I was using codes that, I don't know, maybe they're like game-breaking codes in the original game. But anyways, if you put in the level code for the last level, um, you find out <laughs> there's all kinds of crazy stuff. But this character, uh, Mord- Mordemir, the wizard, your your teacher, mentor, is actually been against you the whole time. Of course, he's in an epic battle against the dragons, and it's sort of like an ancient battle. And you come in the middle of it, basically. Um, and you end up facing a dragon. And honestly, even on the NES, it looks pretty epic. I posted a reel on Instagram. Did you see that? I did. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I didn't realize it was the ending because I thought there was 15 levels. <laughs> I thought I just, you literally just fall in a hole and there's the dragon. That's how it happens. Um, uh, there's something you're supposed to use to protect yourself from the dragon, I think. So that's why I was. Did burnt. you tell him that he couldn't pass? <laughs> I did. It didn't work. Yeah. Uh, but if you do it right, eventually Mortimer, fool. <laughs> Mortimer ends up showing up. Um, actually, it does look a lot like Gandalf when you fall down the hole because he catches himself with a staff like on the rock. It, yeah. it does. It does look a lot like. I mean, I'm sure they obviously read Lord of the Rings, um, but anyways, the Mortimer shows up. So you got Mortimer and the dragon. You end up destroying Mortimer, and the dragon kind of respects you and just backs away. <laughs> uh, it, it's just crazy sauce. Um, and you you end up having a damsel. I'm not even sure she comes into play, but you end up with a woman. 
Um, I think maybe the woman was a goblin because there's a scene that I saw like the end of where it's like, I cannot believe how gentle and caring the goblin was. And it was creeping me out a little bit. It's like, what did I just miss? Did I miss a love scene there? <laughs> maybe, maybe it's going for like a Shrek thing. Have you ever seen maybe. the first Shrek movie? Yes. Yeah. That's what Shrek was based on was the immortal. Yeah, I agree. So anyways, it does look like a very epic ending and I can't stress enough. Again, I think it doesn't quite pull it off on the NES, but I could see the appeal of it with the more impressive graphics. Like the dragon was freaking awesome looking on the Apple II version. Um, and he looked, honestly, he looked pretty cool on that real you post. Yeah. And that's yeah, on the NES. Did. So, yeah. So I, I don't, yeah, it's not all bad. It's interesting. But is there anything else about the gameplay you want to say? I don't know how else to explain it. It's an odd game. I think we kind of covered it. Uh, it's it's an odd game for sure. Uh, I'm trying to think if I feel like it influenced later games, but mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I don't know. I kind of agree with what you're saying that maybe it was trying. It was on purposely being that hard and difficult, yeah. and and wanting to be a game where the character died a lot, and maybe that's where they got the name the Immortal. They kind of ran with it, but yeah. Um. I don't know. I'll get into more when we give our final scores, but I kind of think we said everything. Uh, anything you want to add before we get into our final scores? No, except I think the games that might have helped influence are these games that are where you know you're going to die and you're just supposed to expect you're going to die. Because I feel like I was tapping into that a little bit. And that's the thing now. You know, Dark Souls is huge. Um, uh, I think it tapped into that, but it didn't quite or come close to mastering it. But yeah, final reviews. Let's get into it. You want to go first? Or do you want me to? I'll go first. All right. I did not enjoy my time <gasps> playing this game. And maybe that's what makes it the scariest of all <laughs> is that I wasted 30 minutes at the very least on this. <laughs> the fact that you played an hour and that most of it was finding codes uh, <laughs> blew my mind. I tried, Johnny. I didn't say I enjoyed it. Or did I? I was frustrated more than anything. And if you're a listener of the show, you know, that will knock you down some points in my book. I am not against a game having uh, or a game being difficult. If I'm still having fun as I'm figuring out these puzzles, even if I'm dying a lot, um, then I can kind of get past it. You know, we haven't covered this game yet. I'll hope to one day, but like Darkwing Duck, right? Darkwing Duck on NES is a very tough game. It's trying to be Mega Man in a way, but uh, it's a very difficult game, and I died a lot. But I kept playing it because it was fun. I still had fun with the core of what the game was. This game, I the, the moment that I walked into that room and I got killed by an arrow that I had zero, zero chance of seeing or knowing would be there. And it was almost as soon as I walked in the door, by the way. So I had yeah. very little reaction time. I knew that I wasn't going to like this game. <laughs> uh, and that's not even talking about the bats, like Trevor said. Uh, why can I Why can I shoot projectiles when they're mostly pointless in this game? Uh, that's Maybe there's levels where that does come into play, but just from the first level where, you know, some of the best video games 
on that first level, they use that as like a teaching level, right? Like yeah. how to play the game. So you would think that they would let you use that more so you get used to how you can use it. And maybe mm-hmm. that will lead to how you solve puzzles later or something because, you know, because you use that. But I don't know. I just did not have a good time. I'm beyond mad that this game is on the Nintendo Switch <laughs> when it could have been some other games instead. Uh, uh, there are plenty of EA games during this era that are way better than this one, in my opinion. I uh, didn't like it at all. Graphically, it was fine. And I and I'm trying to think of what I would say the best part of the game. Okay, I'll say this. When I first booted the game up and that was how the view was, I was like, oh, interesting, right? Because it's, it's not one you're used to, especially in the right. era of games. Oh, okay, interesting. But then as more and more, I was like, this has actually just become more of a hindrance with how they've where they put some of these enemies and stuff, you know, um, there's one thing to be like in Sonic where you jump down and you land on an enemy you never saw, but this one seems even more aggressive <laughs> with, uh, enemy placements or, that you'll never see mm-hmm. or projectiles coming at you that you'll not have a chance for, or floors that'll give out from underneath you when it's already kind of tried to teach you that if a floor looks different, then you stay away from it. But then all of a sudden they'll throw in, Oh, this floor, all these floors look the same. Guess what? You're going to fall through some of it. Uh, so it's, it's it's all over the place. It's all over the place. Yeah. I cannot, in good conscience, give this game over a five. Can't do it. I wouldn't be able to sleep tonight. And I already, and already have trouble sleeping until it gets cooler, which thankfully it will be soon. <laughs> and I don't want to add to that. So with that in mind, graphically, this game is fine. Uh, music and sound, it's, it's all right. But gameplay, even though technically the controls are nice and tight, just didn't like it. I didn't have fun. I'm going to give this game a three. Ooh. I think it's a three. Uh, the only reason I even given it that high is because I do want to find a video of it, like Trevor suggested, just to see uh, what the other versions look like, just out of sheer curiosity. And maybe check out some of the music from the other levels just to hear how it sounds. Uh, so, uh, and that's just, and that's only because of Trevor telling me that stuff. So Trevor, because of you, this game gets at least a three. It would have been way worse <laughs> if you hadn't told me that. So, a three, and I feel good about that score. So I was just watching, <clears throat> as you were talking, and I was listening, I was watching a video of the Genesis version, and uh, he just sliced somebody, like, vertically from top to bottom, and, like, his leg flopped over and gut spilled out. So, yeah, the Genesis version brings the gore, which is not surprising. The Genesis version looks a lot closer to the Apple II version, so that might be a way to try that out. Uh, that being said, with Johnny's three, the first thing I want to say is this isn't to me, this isn't bad in the way that um, uh, some games we played are bad and that I wouldn't recommend recommend them to anybody. They're just lazy, bad games, you know. Um, <clears throat> I don't know. I'm trying to think of examples. I think All Real Monsters was just kind of just not fun. I couldn't really recommend it to anybody. Um, obviously, Uncanny X-Men, uh, Bubsy 3D. Like they're just not good games. This one is simply not for me. And I think it's also a port that probably should have never happened, really. I think the original vision for this game was unique. Like, I don't think it's brilliant. I think some people oversell it. Some people I, I heard. Um, because at the end of the day, I think it was proud of its violence. And I don't know, but but it, but it had some cool things going on. 
it is one of those games that once you know what to do, I don't know how there's much replay value. I think you know who you are. If it's the kind of game, if you're the kind of gamer that can figure something out and know what to do, but you still enjoy just playing through it for the heck of it. But for me, this is a game where the gameplay is not really fun enough. Like in Zelda, it's just fun hacking and slashing or, you know, gauntlet, you know. This isn't really like that. So once you know what to do, I'm not sure that it's one I would play through again. But here's what I'm going to say. You know, five is, to, for us, the way we review games, you know, we're pretty harsh. For us, a five isn't trash. A five is like, you could go either way. You know, it's very middle of the road, literally, you know, five out of ten. And I thought, well, maybe I'll just go with a five because I do think there's some neat things here. The problem is, I think those neat things should have stuck with the the Apple II version. I don't think the NES version really does it justice. I think, I think the Apple II version, it probably still wouldn't be for me. It's not my kind of game. But I think I probably would have rated it well above a five. We'll put it that way. Because I do think it has some cool stuff going on. But I don't think the NES version is really the way to play this game. Um, I, I would recommend maybe I don't how would you even play an Apple II game these days? I mean, there's probably emulators, but you probably have to play the Genesis version. Would be my that's guess. what I was going to say. The Genesis version might be the reason the way to play this game, because at least you'll have the ridiculous gore if you're into that kind of thing. Um I'm gonna go four and a half, uh, which is obviously a lot higher than Johnny, but uh, I was looking, there's not a lot of reviews for this game, but overall people seem to enjoy it more than that. But I think it's because it's just a novel game. It's a novel idea. It is kind of like almost hilarious how hard it is at times. But I don't, that doesn't mean it's good. Like, um, I really loved uh, Monster Boy and the Cursed Kingdom. It's been a while since I've read about that game. That game in the later levels gets really, really punishingly hard. There's there's levels I've retried dozens of times, which probably is going to scare Johnny away. But it was so motivating to try again. This isn't really that kind of game for me. I'm like, ah, crap. I have to do that part again. (sighs) You know, we've had this argument a thousand times. But as a kid in 90 when this game came out, I might enjoy working through it. I don't think I would have, but some kids would. (laughs) But right now, I just have no no desire to play it again. The only way I'll play this again is if I can get my hands on the Genesis version. And out of curiosity... I think I will try to play the Genesis version, honestly. But I'm giving it a four and a half out of ten because I can't approve it even for my half of it. Um, because it, I, it just really wasn't fun. It was interesting. It was odd. But I did not have fun with it. So four and a half. Um, and that's because it does do some cool things, honestly. So, so not retro nope. approved. But hey, just because we don't like it doesn't mean that you wouldn't like it. So if you thought it sounded interesting, you go check it out. Uh, you can play it for free if you have a Nintendo Switch online. It's on there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's plenty of ways to, to to play this. I don't know how much the cart goes for. I have uh, the loose cart goes for about 15 to 20 bucks. Okay, so that's not even too bad either. Um, but it looks like the Genesis version is a little more, but not too bad. It's maybe 25 bucks for the loose cart. Yeah. Honestly, if you're going to play it, oh, and it's one of those EA ones with the yellow tab. <laughs> oh, man. That brings back memories. I don't know if I'd pay 25 bucks for it, but honestly, if I was going to pay, I would probably just get the Genesis version. Yeah. Um, or play play it for free on Switch Online. If you're intrigued, then get the Genesis version. How about that? There you go. There you go. Yeah. I think that's the best way to go. All right. So, Trevor, now I think it's time for us to. It's uh, time to pay the bills. And let's roll that beautiful commercial. Hi, I'm Dumpy the Pumpkin. 
Carvel's Fresh Ice Cream Cake, and I'm back for Halloween. And here's my friend, Wiki the Witch. Having a Halloween party? I'm Wiki the Witch. And what could be more fun than to have us for Halloween? We're both made fresh daily at participating Carvel Ice Cream stores. You want to send one to a friend? Please phone 800-327-GIFT and call the cake honors most major credit cards. Thank you. Ah, wow. yes. And now... It's that time for fan feedback. Trevor, what fan feedback do we have? All right. Timmy Max says, you guys, I used to like you, but now you're just weird. He would never say that. No, he wouldn't say <laughs> that. He would sound enforced because, you know, he's just the nicest guy. Yeah. <laughs> no, uh, we didn't ask for fan feedback. Um, and honestly, I did think about it this time, but this was a surprise game. We pushed back Splatterhouse, which we said we're covering. Um, so I decided, you know what? Let this be a surprise. I kind of predicted that we were not going to dig it because I just didn't think it was going to be our thing. And I was right. <laughs> yeah, good call. Um, so, yeah, fans. This is sincere. I will post about the game on Instagram and Facebook. If you have experience with it, especially one of the other versions, let us know. I do feel like there's something here, but it was not fun today. <laughs> That's just the yeah. bottom line. Um, but yeah, I would really like to know your experiences. But Johnny. Yeah. Yes, Trevor. I, I think it's time to move on through yeah. the gravestones, past the elevating bodies. Elevating, <laughs> levitating bodies. Elevating bodies. Yeah, Elevating bodies. I'm getting scared. Um, through the candy corn minefield. That stuff hurts also, to step on. I'm not so mad at that. Yeah. I like candy corn. And do the bliss quiz. Bliss quiz. You get to go first, my friend. Try oh, to stop right. me if you can. But I warn you, in this era of spookiness, I am king. Well, I couldn't find a whole lot about this game. So I decided, decided to go with a totally different theme, which is immortal. So, Johnny, this is all about things that are immortal or at least long living. So Jean Louise Calment is the longest living person who, and I quote, whose age was well documented. Uh, she died. And this is important because it makes some of these facts just really cool. She died in 1997. So not all that long ago. She died in 97. Which of these is false about this woman? A, she outlived her child and her grandchild. B, she lived to be 118 years old. C, her husband died around the time of World War II after they'd been married 46 years. Or D, she released a rap CD. Which is false? Yes. Man, see, I feel like the rap CD thing has to be true because it just sounds so weird. <laughs> uh, no, that's like a red herring. I want to go with, what was B again? B was she lived to be 118. I want to go with that. 
because I bet it's a different number. So, <laughs> yeah, very smart choice. She lived to be 122. So wow. this, the fact that she outlived her child and grandchild is actually kind of tragic. Because uh, that is very tragic. Uh, um, but the fact she put out a rap album is pretty amazing. I'll get to that. So this blew my mind. Again, she died in 97, which I would say is contemporary times for us, at least. Her husband died in World War II after they'd been married 46 years. That's so incredible. she lived on another 50-something I mean, years. That's not a, like, that's the wrong choice of words. I don't mean to <laughs> that her husband's gone. No. That's sad. I mean, it's pretty wild that, uh, you know, she lived that long. She lived another 50 years after World War II. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Um, but... In 1996, she put out a spoken word rap album, a four-track EP called Tom's Mistress. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. And I'm going to check it out. Yep. You have to. <clears throat> All right, Trevor, number one for you. Um, I also went with a different route. Uh, we're going to discuss Halloween. Oh. So all my Bliss Quiz questions are Halloween related. Trevor, the Jack-O-Lantern, of course, is a Halloween tradition. What legend inspired the jack-o'-lantern? Was it A, Scary Jack? Was it B, Stingy Jack? Or was it C, Dirty Jack? One of those is a real legend. Uh, I think it's Irish. It's either Irish or Scottish. I can't remember which it is. Mm. I want to say Irish. But one of those is a legend that inspired the jack-o'-lantern that we know today. Which one is it? My gut says Stingy. Trevor Franklin, you are correct, sir. Oh. Stingy Jack, uh, apparently, according to legend, Stingy Jack tricked the devil. <laughs> and as punishment, he had to walk around with it wasn't a pumpkin. It was some other thing, uh, some other thing he carved out and put a light in it. <laughs> but that's where we started getting jack-o'-lanterns from. Well, pretty cool. Uh, makes my second question seem a little lame. But speaking of immortality. Spanking. Yeah. Spanking. Which is the longest living animal in the world, according to LiveScience.com? Is the longest living animal the humpback whale, the tortoise, the tube worm, or the hydra? All right. So I do know that some turtles live a long time. Tried, I don't know how long a whale lives. Those are the two that I'm trying to decide between here. I think it's one of those two. Um, I know for a fact turtles live a while, so I'm going to go with the turtle or the tortoise. So I thought I'd get you with this one because I probably would have said the same thing. The tortoise does not even make the top 10. In well, fact, really? no land animal makes the top 10. All the longest living animals on earth are under the water. Um, the humpback whale is, I think, over 200 years. The longest living tortoise was recorded to be 190 years, which is still amazing. Yeah. The tube worm, I thought this was sad. A tube worm, which is an underwater tube worm looking thing, <laughs> lives to be around 300 years old. Wow. The Hydra. Um, Johnny, the Hydra, I think it's actually very tiny, but it sort of looks like a jellyfish, but it doesn't really look like anything, if I'm being honest. It sounds like, a, it sounds like an awful like boss enemy, right? And again, yeah, Hell Hydra. The Hydra. Yeah, Hell Hydra. <laughs> Johnny, the Hydra, as far as we know, is immortal. Now, there's never been one that's lived for that long because predators killed them. But as far as science can tell, without predators, the Hydra would never die. Like, it just basically regenerates itself. Wow. So, yeah, immortal. Wow. Unlike the character in this game. As Owen Wilson would say. Wow. Wow. <laughs> 
Cameron, what number is your two. Set? Here we go. What decade was candy first given out to trick or treaters? What decade? decade? Oh, if you get within, <sighs> if you get within two decades, I'll give it to you. Does that, does that sound fair? And I guess this is worldwide, not necessarily America. Correct. Mm. Okay, man. And, and just to help you out, I'll give you a little bit of a, a clue here. Uh, Halloween and Halloween traditions have been around for a long time. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, this I could go. See, I was originally going to go much later, but I'm thinking now that I want to go 1500. Trevor, I am sorry to tell you that it actually didn't even start until the 1950s. Oh, that's what I was originally going to say. And you threw me <laughs> off with your comment. You jerk. That's why I did it. Yeah. Oh, I was originally going to say it feels like a 50s or 60s thing to me. So uh, we're both at one apiece. Well, your last question, I'm going to flip it on its head. Which of these has the shortest lifespan? A, a domestic rabbit. B, a red panda. C, a guinea pig. Or D, your average video game podcaster. D is a fake oh, answer. Yeah, that one <laughs> just makes me sad. Uh, red, well, the red panda. Uh, domestic rabbit, red panda, guinea pig. I'm gonna go guinea pig. That's right. A guinea pig only lasts about four years. Oh mm. man, the red panda is only seven, and a domestic rabbit is eight to twelve. That is sad, right? Yeah. And I think the mayfly is officially the shortest living animal with the, lives about 24 hours. Yeah, yeah. But, I knew uh, some insects were very short. Yeah. All right, Trevor, so you have to get this to tie me. Okay. In the year 2020, a.k.a. last year, which of these was the top-selling adult Halloween? Well, not even selling. I like think the top most-worn adult Halloween costume. All right. I'm going to give you a list. Oh, what, Lord, are these 2020. A, <laughs> what are these was a number the number one for adults? Was it A, the vampire? Was it B, a kitty cat? Was it C, a witch? Or was it D, a Retro Bliss podcast? <laughs> <laughs> so I was trying to put my mindset. People were pretty depressed in 2020. Uh, yeah. In October of last year, I don't fuck a lot of people were even going out and trick-or-treating. Um, I don't even remember Halloween last year. It's kind of sad. So vampire cat, witch, witch or, or podcaster, retro bliss podcaster. Mm, that one is most terrifying. That's the scariest of all. Can't. I'm just going to go witch. Trevor Franklin, you have tied me. Oh, it is witch. Actually, uh, the witch was number one. Uh, cat was number two, and vampire was number three. Wow, cat was number two. <laughs> Yeah, kitty cat. People love cats, man. I think your average retro bliss podcasters would look good as a cat. I think so. Yeah. All right. All right. So one time uh, we will post pictures of ourselves as cats. That is for we have something. We need something beyond the director level. That's for the master level. Thousand dollars a month. You get pictures yeah. of us as cats, and you can do them with as you will. <laughs> Oh, but Johnny, right, I, re- of I recommend things. I recommend throwing them out. <laughs> yes. Speaking of things that will never happen, <clears throat> no. Yeah. Uh, we did say, yeah, we're doing uh our next regular retro bliss episode is Splatterhouse One Paku Graffiti, the Famicom only Splatterhouse game. The next, 
I don't think we've announced the next pocket review episode. <clears throat> but when you hear this, the next pocket review, and I'm thinking, yes, <laughs> this is right, will be Attack of the Killer Tomatoes for the Game Boy. And Johnny, I think we're going to announce the next big game after that, right? Or do we want to give people time to play it or just hold on to that? It's just, uh, let's go ahead and announce it. All right. Keep ourselves honest. Yeah. After all that, so it'll be early November. We're going to play Super Metroid, which is pretty good timing because today Metroid Dread came out. So we'll be about mm-hmm. a month late. That's fine. Yeah. That's how we do it. Yeah. Sounds like us. And I want to add to this awesomeness that we're saying. You know, uh, it's no surprise to anybody who has a phone, which is most people now, that, you know, um, it's tracking you and it's oh, yeah. uh, so it'll it'll try to sell you on things or stories or or whatever that it thinks that you would, quote unquote, find interesting or would appeal to you based on uh, either what you've looked up or or your just the activity you've done on your phone. So my phone literally just popped up as we were recording this. Uh, with this randomly, by the way, I didn't do this randomly, this uh, article that's in the Huff Post or the Huffington Post, however you want to call it. And it's the best products to help you poop better. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, so I think it's in my head, you know, like I don't have an issue, you know, doing that. Usually it's pretty straightforward every morning. Uh, but I thought it was funny that my phone was like, hey, you need to check this out. <laughs> My product for that area would just be a cork. Like, hey, have you tried a cork? <laughs> the other thing that my uh, phone tell, uh, tries to sell, <laughs> tries to sell oh, no. to me is uh, I am constantly, and I'm not making this up, bombarded with uh, ads and emails for elderly dating. <laughs> elderly? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, you're no spring chicken, but elderly's a stretch. Yes, <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny. Uh, no joke, I've had a lot of advertisements for Popeye's chicken and uh, for I fishing supplies. Well, fishing supplies makes sense. Yeah, but Popeye's chicken, I haven't. I talked about it like crazy. It, so. it, to be fair, it was only for a couple of days, but it's all over my Facebook. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yep. So that's our lives oh, now. Yeah. So uh, that's if you want to know who we are as people, I just told you. Yep. But uh, thank you for listening uh, during this spooky month. We very much appreciate it. Uh, play some of these games. Uh, we will hopefully uh, be posting them ahead of time. So you can kind of give us your feedback besides this one, of course. Uh, join our Patreon again. Last time I yes. want to shill it. Uh, today. You know, today. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, sweet, sweet pity goes a long way. Uh, join our Patreon and get exclusive audio that you can only get there and video now. If that's your uh, your thing, if that's what you want to do, and maybe one time we'll show up as dressed up as cats. <laughs> yep. Uh, for the cat pics, check our fans only page. <laughs>